Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Mem Rabbi Avram Goldhar, and today we're Masechus Psachim Daf Mem Gimel. So the three topics we're going to focus on: number one, the Gemara seeks to identify the Tana of the Mishnah Daf Mem based on Aleph, who holds the Chametz Dog and Gamur Al Yedei Taruf said full-fledged grain in the mixture, but Nuksha Be'ene and defective Chametz whose fermentation isn't complete, that's distinct. Belav are both prohibited by a love. But Yudah said in the name of Rav that it's Rabbi Meir who holds that someone who eats seor, which he defines as dough whose surface has become white but hasn't yet developed any cracks, and his chametz nuksha is chay malkus. If Rabbi Meir holds that one who eats chametz nuksha is chay malkus, all the more so he holds that one who eats mixtures with real chametz is chay malkus. We see from here that Rabbi Yehuda holds that a mixture with chametz is more severe than chametz nuksha. Rav Nachman said the Tanah is Rebbe Yezer, for it was taught in a brace that Rebbe Yezer said, Al chametz gamur anish karas, for eating full-fledged grain chametz, one is punishable with karas, or eruba belav, for eating as part of a mixture, one is subject to the penalty of a love, but not karas. Now, if Rebbe Yezer holds that one has transgressed a love for eating a mixture with chametz gamur, then all the more so one would be transgressing for eating chametz nuksha. So we see from here that Rav Nachman holds chametz nuksha is more severe than a mixture with chametz. Point number two. The Gemara says the Rebbe Yezer learned that women are included in the Chametz prohibition and penalty from the word kol. In the Pasuk, ki kol ocho machmeses For anyone who eats something that has been leavened, then the soul shall be cut off. Then the Gemara suggests the inclusion of women in the prohibition should be learned from what Rebbe Yehuda said in the name of Rav from the Pasuk, isha isha ki yasmi adam. When a man or a woman shall commit any of the sins of man, he should because of ishli ishal Torah. The Torah is equated a man to a woman for all the punishments and relevant prohibitions in the Torah. So the Gemara answers that since the Torah juxtaposes the prohibition to eat chametz with the mitzvah to eat matzah, one might have thought that only those who are required to eat matzah are prohibited from eating chametz. And since women are patr from eating matzah, since it's a mitzvah zaseh mangrama, a time-bound positive mitzah, they would not be subject to the prohibition of chametz. That is why the word kol is needed. The Gemara then brings up rice where Belezer teaches that now that women are included in the prohibition of chametz, they have been included in the mitzvah of matzah. And point number three, the Gemara challenges why Rebbe Yezer does not expound two alachos from the words kikol. The second one being that a mixture of chametz is chayv and karas by bringing a brysa attributed to him that he does elsewhere. The brysa states, So'or lo sektiru mimenu Hashem. Do not burn leaven as a firing offering to Hashem. Now from these words, we would only know that it's forbidden if all of it is leaven. From where do we know that it's forbidden if even a portion of it is leaven, which Rashi explains means less than a kazayas. The Torah teaches kol to include even a portion less than a kazayas. From where do we know that it's prohibited if the leaven isn't in the mixture and is indistinguishable that it's forbidden? The Torah states kikol. So from here we see that Rabbi Yezud does expound two halachos from this expression. The Gemara leaves it as a kasha. So once again, the three points are number one. The Gemara seeks to identify the Tana of the Mishnah Daf Mem Beis Amid Aleph, who holds the Chametz Dog and Gamur Al Taruf said full-fledged grain in the mixture, Vanuksha Be'ene, and defective Chametz, whose fermentation isn't complete, that's distinct, Belav, are both prohibited by a love. But Yudah said in the name of Rav that it's Rebbe Meir who holds that someone who eats seor, which he defines as dough, whose surface has become white, but hasn't yet developed any cracks, and his Chametz Nuksha is Chai Malkus. If Rabbi Meir holds that one who eats chametz nuksha is chay malkus, all the more so he holds that one who eats mixtures with real chametz is chay malkus. We see from here that Rabbi Yehuda holds that a mixture with chametz is more severe than chametz nuksha. Rav Nachman said the Tanah is Rebbe Yezer, for it was taught in a brace that Rebbe Yezer said, Al chametz anish karas, for eating full-fledged grain chametz, one is punishable with karas, or eruba belav, for eating as part of a mixture, one is subject to the penalty of a love, but not karas. Now, if Rebbe Yezra holds that one has transgressed a love for eating a mixture with chametz dagen gamur, 
then all the more so one would be transgressing for eating chametz nuksha. So we see from here that Rav Nachman holds chametz nuksha is more severe than mixture with chametz. Point number two. The Gemara says Rabbi Yezu learned that women are included in the chametz prohibition and penalty from the word kol. In the Pasuk, ki kol ochel machmeses v'nichrusa. For anyone who eats something that has been leavened, then the soul shall be cut off. Then the Gemara suggests the inclusion of women in the prohibition should be learned from what Rabbi Yehuda said in the name of Rav from the Pasuk, isha isha ki yasmi kol adam. When a man or a woman shall commit any of the sins of man, he should be cause of ishli ishli kolonshin Torah. The Torah is equated a man to a woman for all the punishments and relevant prohibitions in the Torah. So the Gemara answers that since the Torah juxtaposes the prohibition to eat chametz with the mitzvah to eat matzah, one might have thought that only those who are required to eat matzah are prohibited from eating chametz. And since women are patr from eating matzah, since it's a mitzvah zaste, she says, a time-bound positive mitzvah, they would not be subject to the prohibition of chametz. That is why the word kol is needed. The Gemara then brings up rice where Belezer teaches that now that women are included in the prohibition of chametz, they have been included in the mitzvah of matzah. And point number three, the Gemara challenges why Rebbe Yezir does not expound two alachos from the words kikol. The second one being that a mixture of chametz is chayv and karis by bringing a brice attributed to him that he does elsewhere. The brice states, So'or lo sektiru mimenu Hashem. Do not burn leaven as a firing offering to Hashem. Now from these words, we would only know that it's forbidden if all of it is leaven. From where do we know that it's forbidden if even a portion of it is leaven, which Rashi explains means less than a kazayas. The Torah teaches coal to include even a portion less than a kazayas. From where do we know that it's prohibited if the leaven isn't in the mixture and is indistinguishable that it's forbidden? The Torah states, he coal. So from here we see that Rabbi Yazir does expound two alachos from this expression. The Gemara leaves it as a kasha. Alright, so now we go to our simon for Daf Mem Gimel and our standard simon is a magazine, a magazine. So here goes. The Woman's Chametz magazine, featuring recipes of chametz mixtures and advertisements for chametz nuksha cosmetics, include an article on why chametz can't be eaten by women nor brought on the Mizbeach. Once again, in slow motion. The Woman's Chametz Magazine. Magazine? That must be more on Daf. Mem Gimel. The Woman's Chametz Magazine, featuring recipes of chametz mixtures and advertisements for chametz nuksha cosmetics, which reminds us that based on the question who the Tana is in the mission that held Dagen Gamro Ayyide Tarub, is that full-fledged grain in a mixture, the nuksha be'ene and chametz nuksha that's distinct, Bolav are both prohibited by love, we learned that Rabbi Yehuda said it was Rabbi Merholds that a mixture with chametz is more severe than the Chametz Nuksha. And the Rav Nachman, who said it was Rabbi Eliezer, holds that Chametz Nuksha is more severe than a mixture with Chametz. So the Woman's Chametz magazine, featuring recipes of Chametz mixtures and advertisements for Chametz Nuksha cosmetics, include an article why Chametz can't be eaten by women, which reminds us that the reason Rabbi Eliezer learned that women are included in the Chametz prohibition and penalty from the word kol in the Pasek, ki kol ochos for anyone who eats something that has been leavened, then the soul should be cut off, and not from the Pasek, isho isha ki yasmi adam, when a man or woman shall commit any of the sins of man, where the Torah has equated a man to a woman for all the punishments and relevant prohibitions in the Torah, is that since the Torah juxtaposes the prohibition to eat chametz with the mitzvah to eat matzah, that only those who are required to eat matzah are prohibited from eating chametz. And since women are punished from eating matzah, since it's a mitzvah as mangrama, a time-bound positive mitzvah, they would not be subject to the prohibition of chametz. That is why the word kol is needed. The Gemara brings a b'risa where Rebbe Lazar then teaches that now that women are included in the prohibition of chametz, they have been included in the mitzvah of matzah. So the Woman's Chametz magazine, featuring recipes of chametz mixtures and advertisements for chametz nuksha cosmetics, included an article on why chametz can't be eaten by women, nor brought on the Mizbeach. Which reminds us that when the Torah states, so menu Hashem, Do not burn leaven as a firing offering to Hashem, we would only know it's forbidden if all of it is leaven. From where do we know that it's prohibited if the leaven is in a mixture and is indistinguishable that it's forbidden? The Torah states, Kikol.
So once again, the Woman's Chametz magazine featuring recipes on Chametz mixtures and advertisements for Chametz Nuksha cosmetics include an article on why Chametz can't be eaten by women, nor brought on the Mizbeach. All right, now time for a four blah Chazara. Daf Lamentes, the symbol Lamentes is a letter. So here goes. The Yeshiva pre-Pesach fundraising drive featured sending out letters. Letters? That must be more on Daf Lamentes. The Yeshiva pre-Pesach fundraising drive featured sending out letters with letters in them, certifying that they are Mohudr Maror, which reminds us that the Lichachil form of Maror is Chazeres, which is Chasa, lettuce, and it's called Chasa because the Kush Baruch Hu was Chas on us, he had mercy on us, and that the Mitzrim are compared to Maror because they started off soft and paid us for our labor and then ended up hard and forced us to work for no pay. So the Yeshiva pre-Pesach fundraising drive featured sending out letters with lettuce in them, certifying that they are Mohudr Maror, grown from the ground, not from a tree, and totally edible. Which reminds us that Mara must be similar to Mutz in so much that it comes from a substance that is grown from the ground, it's herbage, and it's edible, and also can come from many different species, just like Mutz can. So the Yeshiva pre-Pesach fundraising drive featured sending out letters with letters in them, certifying they are Mohudr Mara, grown from the ground, not from a tree, and totally edible, along with a piece of Mutz that they touted as totally chametz proof. Which reminds us that unleavened foods which are baked or cooked after being baked, as well as flour that is scalded, cannot become chametz if water comes in contact with them. Daf Mem. So the simmer Daf Mem is mime, and we use a swimming pool. So here goes. The beware of chimutz event by the pool. Pool. That must be more in Daf Mem. The beware of chimutz event by the pool featured fascinating demonstrations of scalding two wheat kernels with boiling water, which reminds us that the Gemara brings several activities to avoid since they might result in the chimutz of grain. One should not thicken a pot of food even with flour of oven-dried grain. One should scald in boiling water two kernels of wheat together, for one kernel will perhaps shift and settle on the cleft of the other, and the bubbling boiling water will not get to them on all four sides, and it will come to chimuts. So the Beware of Chimuts event by the pool featured fascinating demonstrations of scalding two wheat kernels with boiling water, and soaking barley grains briefly in the water, which reminds us that Abraxas said, Ein losisin soorim bepesach, we may not soak barley grains in water on Pesach, even though this should be permitted because the grain was only soaked briefly and didn't absorb water before being dried into the sun. The Rebbeinah prohibited it out of concern that people will not be careful enough and the grain will become a chametz. The Rebbeinah continues that if one did soak the barley on Pesach, if the grain split, they are forbidden because they leaven quickly, but if they didn't split, they are permitted since they do not leaven quickly. So the Beware of Chimutz event by the pool featured fascinating demonstrations of scalding two wheat kernels with boiling water and soaking barley grains briefly in the water and then with adding flour to the chorosis dip and mustard served at the barbecue, which reminds us that one may not add flour to charosis, which was a dip containing vinegar made for use with meat, or to mustard, and if he did add flour, it must be eaten immediately according to Tanakama, where Mer forbids one to eat it. Rav Kahana said that the machlok is only applies in the case of flour put in mustard, but in the case of the flour put in the charosis, all agreed that it must be burned immediately, while she explains that the pungency of mustard delays the leavening process. Daf Memov, so the simmer Daf Memov is a grandma. So here goes. The grandma, grandma, that must be run off, mem olive. The grandma decided to prepare a pot roast carbon Pesach, which reminds us that the Pesach only refers to the prohibition of cooking a Pesach in water. And a Bryson brought him out is how we know that one cannot cook it in other liquids as well. The Tanakama learns that if it's forbidden to cook in water, which doesn't impart taste, all the more so would be forbidden to cook in liquids that do impart taste. Rebbe learns it from the double Russian of Basham Muvushal. The extra word teaches the prohibition applies to any liquid. The nafkamina between them is a pot roast, where the carbon is cooking in its own fat. The tanakam would permit it since it isn't flavored by external liquids, whereas Rebbe would prohibit it because it's cooking in a liquid. So the grandma decided to prepare a pot roast carbon Pesach. When her grandkids told her they would not eat the one cooking in the Chamitav area, 
which reminds that Rav Chisit said the reason one who cooks the carbon Pesach in the Chami Tiberis Chayev is not for transgressing the prohibition of cooking the carbon, since the spring is not told of fire, and therefore it's not considered cooking. Rather, it's for transgressing the mitzvah to eat the Pesach only if it was roasted by fire. So the grandma decided to prepare a pot roast carbon Pesach, when her grandkids told her they would not eat the one cooking the Chami Tiberia, lest they incur multiple sets of lashes. Which reminds us that Samachok is in a case where one ate the carbon partially raw and cooked. Rabbi says he gets three sets of lashes, one which includes the generalized prohibition of not eating the Pesach except roasted. Abai says one does not incur lashes for a love shibaklalos, a generalized prohibition. There's a malchokas whether Abai means he never gets lashed or that he would get lashed if that was his only transgression. Daf Membeis. So the Simon Daf Membeis is a mobster. So here goes. The mobster. Mobster. That must be one Daf Membeis. The mobster was selling maim shalanu at an inflated price, which reminds us that Rav Yudas said a woman should knead the dough for matzah only with maim shalanu, with water that slept overnight, which means water that was collected the previous day and stayed overnight in the vessel. And this based on the Gemara and Dab Tzadi Dalaram base, that the sun's position during the winter causes the underground water source to heat up. Rashi explains that since the warmth hastens the fermentation, one should draw the water the night before baking to give it a chance to cool. Women were also told they should not knead the dough in the sun, nor with water heated by the sun, nor with water drained from the bottom of the mulyar. So the mobster was selling maim shalanu at an inflated price, didn't realize he was bent over and weak from all the raw vegetables he was eating. Which reminds us that three foods increase the sold waste of a person and bend the pasha, meaning they sap one's strength, and remove one five hundredth of a person's eyesight, coarse bread, fresh beer, and raw vegetables, which Russia explains refers to raw leeks, onions, and radishes when eaten frequently in large quantities. Three things diminish the sold waste of a person, make the pasha erect, and illuminate the eyes. Refined bread, fatty meat, and old wine. So the mobster was selling maim shalanu at an inflated price, didn't realize he was bent over and weak from all the raw vegetables he was eating, dipped in a domi vinegar. Which reminds that originally when the base of Mikdash stood and they would bring the sachim from the wine of Yehuda, the wines would not sour until they would put barley into them. Rush explains that in the schus of the nasachim, they wouldn't sour until a fermenting Asian-like barley was added. They were then called chomutstam, ordinary vinegar, because this is how vinegar was produced in Yehuda. Now that the base of Mikdash is in ruins and libations are no longer brought, this now is the state of wine and vinegar in Edom. And two different psukim are brought as sources for the phenomena that Yisrael and Edom will never be blessed simultaneously. All right, now it's time to conclude with our pop quiz of ten questions. Number one. Which stuff is it that two sources are brought for why Chalasatotov Rikike Nazar that one makes for himself cannot be used for the mitzvah of Achilles Matzah? That's on Duff. Lamed Ches. Good. Number two. Which stuff do we discuss the prohibition of burning leaven on the Mizbeach? That's on Dav. Mem Gimel. Good. Number three. Which stuff do we learn that Maro must be like Matzah and that it comes from the ground as herbage and is edible? That's on Dav. Lamatas. Good. Number four. Which stuff do we learn that the Rabbanon forbids soaking barley grains in water? That's on Dav. Mem. Good. Number five. Good. Number five. Which stop do we discuss three foods that increase waste, bend the posture, meaning sap one's strength, and dim the eyes? That's on Duff. Mem base. Good. Number six. Which stop do we focus about which is more chamra, a tarobus of chametz or chametz nuksha? That's on Duff. Mem gimel. Good. Number seven. Which stop do we learn why the mitzrim are compared to maror? That's on Duff. Lamatas. Good. Number eight. Which of the one that one should only need dough for matzah with maim shalanu? That's on Duff. Membeis. Good number nine. Which of the one the reason one is high for cooking the carbon pesach and the chamit tavei is that he transgressed eating the carbon pesach not roasted? That's on Duff. 
Memal of good. And number 10, which stuff does Gemara bring several activities to avoid since they might result in chimut, such as scalding and boiling water, two kernels of wheat together? That's on Duff. Mem, excellent. All right, that concludes our pop quiz. This is Rabbi Evan Golden Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.